you look at that sweet new intro coming in for episode 19 it's potty potty and over there to your right is chewy the canadian chewy how you doing uh good potty uh things are going okay here how about you uh you know they're um they're going uh, all right um you know i heard there was some kind of sickness in your family how's that going oh yeah uh amelia now has a uh, ear infection this week so that's the uh the week's docket on the sick list um but uh yeah other than that some big news here uh, a lot of you'll be watching me on the right of potty but many of you now can be listening uh on any of your major podcast networks so we're now on google podcast uh, app uh amazon podcast spotify so you don't have to pull up the video. You can turn us on in your car, on your way to work, or on your way home from work. So all the links will be posted in the video, and we'll send it out as well. Wow, Chewy, that's uh, awesome. You know, really taking Rinkside into a whole new dimension, you know, from an audio perspective. Just the ability to, you know, have something in the background playing while your eyes are other interests are occupied so you know driving home from work's a great side great time to hop on ringside or you know there's a lot of viewers that love watching us and then listening to us for a second time because you never know what you might find when you hop on for a ringside rewind um so chewy we got a, a pretty big episode tell me um what's hopping off in um chewy's corner yeah uh nothing too much this week I was uh, I was scrolling through uh, Mr. B collectibles and uh, noticed that they also do uh, other stuff like comics. I was looking at their cards, but saw mm. you can get some comic books, uh, some gift cards, and some non-sports stuff. So I was looking through that. I've never collected comics. I thought it was really cool, though. Maybe uh, maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll have to start there. <laughs> but other than that, Chewy's corner has been quiet. How about Potty's uh, penthouse? I heard you uh, met up with some of the goals, folks. Oh, I did. And I have that. Uh, and actually, I have a photo of them. Um, what I'm saving for our guest of honor today. I have it linked up in a different uh, All right. slide. But, um, you know, all over here in Potty's penthouse, you can see us Chewy just, uh, you know, slide over there. You know, I'm sitting here on the edge of the couch and you're kind of uh, over there. You know, I had a chance to kind of look at some things. And what I wanted to look at in Potty's penthouse today was the performance of Potty over the 20 games that I was in on Dublin and then the 14 games I've been here on Florida. So pulling that up now. And what I want to like call out is that um, it is like, obviously there's a, there's like pros and cons. If you look at the face-offs over here on Florida, I've performed like lower but on like a production standpoint, I have produced higher. I did have a pass shoot bias adjustment, which could have incorporated, and I've invested a lot into speed. Um, but it, I think it just shows to go that if you apply progressions, um, that you can really change your performance. Because I would say only having three assists in 20 games, even with nine hits, I do like the 56. So I'm like, it went okay with Dublin, but I feel like in Florida, it's kind of like, despite the the... 52% on the faceoffs. I feel like it's going in like a better direction having only been 14 games. So just wanted to like explore these statistics with you. What are your perceptions on these, Chewy? Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting to see how uh, line shakeups and, and um, you know, playing with other players uh, turns out. That's awesome that you're producing some more goals this, uh, this uh, second half of the season on Florida. Hopefully that continues. And uh, one cool thing I was, well, if we look at one of the players that was uh, sent from Florida back to uh, Dublin, Rock Steele, he's kind of on the similar trajectory. So he had, I think, four points in Florida in 20 games. And now uh, come, coming to Dublin, he's on uh, uh, seven points. Uh, so four goals, three assists. So similar increase in production. It's interesting how that works. Two players being traded. And then they both produce more on their new teams. Uh, lineup shakeups, different line mates. 
uh, strategies, you know, working better for certain players. It's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, very much so. You know, really uh, interesting dynamic there. Um, so that's, you know, what was popping off in the penthouse. Um, you know, we've got a, a good show in store. We've got the standings updated for you, of course. And then we've yep. got... <clears throat> Did you have something? Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Uh, then we've also got a special stat category where today we're looking at shots on goal or the SOG. Um, then we got our plays of the week in a special interview with Squibs. Okay, so let's move on to the standings. Here they are. And, uh, you know, let's uh, make sure we call these out for the people on the podcast that are, you know, listening to us today. What are you seeing here, Chewy? Yeah, so up top, similar to last week. So last week was only two games. And these standings do include day one of this week. So there's been three games since last week. We still got a four-way tie for first. Alaska, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, and Turku, all with 55 points. Their order is kind of split up by goal differential. Uh, Redwater, unfortunately, took an L on their nine-game win streak today. So they're sitting at 50 points at fifth. Dublin and Florida, the big game of the night. Uh, we were all waiting for it. Dublin came up victorious 2-1, and they break uh, the tie there. So Dublin's up in sixth with 49 points. Florida, seventh with 47 points. And then we'll go through this really quick. Tennessee, 37 points, eighth place. Albuquerque, ninth, uh, two points behind Rome. Another three points behind Florence. And then we got Boston, San Diego, Norfolk, Honolulu, and Melbourne. Uh, sitting at the basement, keeping it warm for uh, keeping it warm for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeps me, you know, reminds me of that movie It, where it was in the basement with the uh, Georgie or you know, oh god. Okay. Anyways, yeah. the, Hey, so well, really quick, um, what did you think of the game today? Uh, the, the big Florida Dublin game. I mean, we saw how many yes. trades between the two teams this season, and uh, I think what Squibs posted it was like eight players uh were traded this season uh and now and then yeah the first game that they all see each other yeah interesting right um you know i thought it was a it was a really tight game for like a good uh kind of portion of the yeah you know of the game and then yeah like the the ringing sound of that puck going against <laughs> the cage you know like happened so close and i don't know those Whenever, you know, I'm in like a coaching or like a, a leadership position, I feel like, man, like if this only happens to our team, but I'm sure this happens to really every team. And it's just like, that's what, you know, the luck of the draw is when a shot goes in. Most likely it's probably not going in to the actual goal. Uh, what I'll say from a statistics perspective is though Potty did zero things like no hits, no shots. Oh, actually there was one shot and it was a hell of a shot. There was a huge rebound after it, but you know, no, you know, assists or points. I did have the lowest time on ice of anybody on the entire team with nine minutes. Oh, wow. 29 seconds. I'm grateful for every second I got on the ice, but I feel like the dice kind of just got rolled, not in exactly my favor there. And I wish I had been on like right at the end because I know I would have sunk that goal and sent <laughs> us into OT. But hey, I thought it was a really cool matchup and like uh, I appreciated the sportsmanship and com level of competition demonstrated by both sides. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the post thing. I think we hit uh, Stone's post a couple times as well. You definitely, you definitely hear and remember it when it's your team shooting. Uh, it's it's always tough though when when it rings so close on an open net. Yes, absolutely. And you know, speaking of open nets, let's look at the miners. We have. Um, Wow, quite the spread here from a point perspective. We've got Iceland number one with 37 points and then down all the way uh, tied for, uh, I guess like technically the points are the same, but it's a different ranking. But Warsaw is number seven, Manitoba number eight, both have 23 points. However, you know, the number four slot is the one where you can get into the playoffs themselves. So is six more points would bring either of these teams up to 29. I think that based on what I've seen, 
as you know, a minors coach this season in my last season in the minors, um, there's like really competitive um, players as well as leadership that are applying themselves. I think it's a new breed of, um, you know, just talent coming out of the minor system. And I think yeah. it's only going to continue to grow and bubble up and make it, you know, more, I think that there'll be larger teams where there are more staff positions as, you know, players begin to say, Hey, I want to be a part of this organization. I'm willing to stay on you with as an affiliate for, you know, more than a year. I want to take a staff role. I think that these teams will get even stronger and the incorporation of data and like, you know, data-driven analysis. I think there's going to be a prevalence of that. Uh, it's certainly beginning to impact teams in the pros and I can see it kind of dribbling down to the minors as well. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, minors have been uh, the best teams we've seen since. Uh, I'd say one of the most full, like each squad has like between 15 and 19 players right now. Uh, so a lot of players have been in the minors for a few seasons. So you're seeing some really good hockey down there. Uh, and like you said, a lot of players are kind of like, oh, you know what? I like Manitoba or I like Saskatoon or I like, you know, this team. I'm going to reach out to the affiliate so they can draft me so I can stay with this minor team and, you know, maybe next season help them win a cup. Uh, so it's, it's really cool to see those storylines build up. Hopefully we see more returning uh, coaches, uh, you know, new coaches like Gunny and, uh, and Rose on Atlantic, not me, but Tameo Rose. Um, I know Carissa on Manitoba, Hume on Malmo, all new coaches and a lot of returning coaches like you potty, Unfortunately, I think you'll be focusing your time more on on Florida next season. So hopefully, you know, you have one more bang with Warsaw. You can you can uh, make a run at the playoffs. But, you know, I think this is just like the best quality minors uh, games and and just a run minors league we've had. Yes, absolutely. Things have really gone in a positive direction over there. Um so, so let's take a moment to look at a you know statistics category here. We've got um, shots on goal. Sog. So at the top is our actually our our rookies um, ranked one through ten um, with Taylor John Reeves. Um, you know, unsurprisingly, at the top with fifty four. Um, we've got Skyler Stevens, number two, Fletcher Reed. Uh, Fletcher Reed's an owner of Boston as well as a rookie. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he took over. Uh, Eric Newton was the original owner last season. And then Fletcher Reed kind of took over mid to late last season. And then, I mean, he was in the minors at the time on Tokyo. And then obviously being an owner of the team slid himself right up onto the, onto the main roster. So yeah, his first pro season. And wow. uh, not a bad one at it because he's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll cut you off there a little bit, but it's interesting to see the rookie shots on goal leaders correlating with the points leaders. So you, you mentioned TJR, 54 shots. He's leading with 10.7 goals. Skylar Stevens and Fletcher Reed both below him. Same with the points. Fletcher Reed with seven, Skylar Stevens with six. So there's definitely a big correlation with uh, shots on goals and goals i mean makes sense um so yeah this rookie race is a tight one this season yeah um, it's uh it's gonna be a good one absolutely and you know with that in mind you know shout out to crispy bacon down there who did make the top 10 list um with number nine with uh 23 shots um and i believe that is uh in combination for his performance on dublin as well as florida Yes, um, yeah, that that'd be joined. So, um, and then shout out to the leaders from the pro sides. We've got Tom Krieg with 138, Grizzle Bear 131, Victor Davis 113, and those are our top three. Kind of holding down the bottom is we got Jake Anderson, Mojo Rising tied for eighth, and then Leighton Lee holding down number ten. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tom Krieg. He's leading. In shots on goal and in goals, I think tonight got a few that's not calculated. So I think he's he's very close to breaking the record. I oh. think he's sitting at like 26. He only needs three more goals in like 14 games. So unless this man uh, gets injured at the beginning of every game, we'll see mm -hmm. that record broken this season. I, we saw it in our crystal ball on the rink side. <laughs> um, okay, cool. 
So uh, let's see, you know, that was our special. So now we're gonna transition over to our plays of the week. And we're gonna start it off here with a, you know, the price looks like, you know, it was right on this one. You got where, who sinks it in. Um, you know that full name of this person, Price something? Oliver Price. Oliver Price. Oliver Price. What a twist at the end. And, uh, you know, I'll pass it over to Chewy for our second goal. Yeah, next up we got Stig Magnus, a uh, big Canadian player here coming for the shootout. And he keeps his team in it with that one. <clears throat> you know, coming in, the nice little toe drag. We'll watch it one more time. For people listening, you can't see it, but come on the YouTube video to watch it. Nice goal to get right past uh, the global goalie. I believe Duncan was playing that one. Yeah. What a goal that was, Agnes himself. Well, we've got Gunny, Gunny coming up right down the chimney, um, pulling down a big old sack of presents on the way home. It went right over the goalie's shoulders, sat him right on his ass, and the puck twirled around. I thought that was a fantastic top shelf. Yep. And here we go. Gray's possibly the goal of the year. Um... I mean, let's let's watch this in slow mo here. We're getting the camera angle, big cameraman angle. A nice little deke gets past. Was that four oh. four defenders, and then comes right in, jukes out Stone. Look at this, one, two, three, four, four defenders on the blue line. Gray is all alone, coming in, goes past everyone. And then pots it in. I think I got this wrong, though. That might be uh, Victor Davis, not Gray. I think I screwed that one up. But Victor Davis, one of the other best goal scorers in the league here. Wow. What a what a fantastic goal. And I thought it was we'll cool. To... Yeah, we'll have to yeah I was going to say, it. we have to fire the production uh, person for putting the wrong name there. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. I might have done that. Number three? Okay. Well, all right. Let's see. Moving on. Next up, we've got, uh, oh, look at that. It's that Matt Green on a breakaway. Oh, with a clean finish. Third period. I don't know if that was a game-winning goal. Did that have significance? Or was it all just, you know, a fraud? And a San Diego, or... yeah, that was the game winner. San Diego won 3-1 in that one, I believe. All right, and what a play Matt it was. Green doesn't get many opportunities to score, but he'll take the opportunity against his old team for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. And next up, we got Voodoo. This man, the black magic wizard Voodoo coming in and just like, I, I don't even like, just holds the backhand and then a nice backhanded shot right over the shoulder of Chris McBride. He was doing all sorts of black magic to get that one in. Black magic reminds me of the Ninja Black Sox. That's ninjablacksox.com. Go there to download the potty app today. Um, but we've got some uh, crazy um, performance cross sport action here. Watch this. Comes Cornwall and boom. Douglas Britton knocks in like a home, more like a bunt if something, you know, kind of bunted it in right down the third baseline and uh, knocked it in. What a great goal that was. That was our play of the week. And uh, I'll give you a fun fact here, Potty, with goals like that. So if you bat a putt in with your stick over your shoulder, so like anywhere above your shoulder, it won't count. It'll be oh. called high sticking. Uh, so you can only like baseball the puck in the net if it's if the stick is below your shoulder when you make wow. contact. So that's even so fun harder fact to do. On that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All right, well, let's uh, move on over to our interview with Squibs. So our guest today, he is a three-time pro all-star, one-time pro all-star coach. He's a one-time, possibly two-time World Cup selection because I think that's outdated. And uh, friend of the pod now, uh, Squibbles Kachuk. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Chewy, Potty, how are you guys? Doing fan uh, not fantastic. Bad. I'm uh, I'm getting a little hungry after thinking about my top five fast foods this week, and um, yeah, 
but uh, for the folks who uh, maybe don't know, doesn't know who you are, why don't you uh, give everyone a little elevator pitch of who's Squibbles Kachuk? Yeah, so uh, name Squibbles to, to Chuck. Yeah, here in this league, a um, couple other leagues, he's uh, Squibs or some variation of it. Um, but I feel like most people either know me as Squibs or Squibbles. Um, I would say uh, I'm the owner of the Florence Firebirds here. Uh, fun fact about, you know, my name and how I came up with it. Um, Squibbles uh, is an undergrad nickname of mine. Got my got in my freshman year at a party. Um, Squibbles, uh, as in Scott Squibbles from Monsters University. Um, I was uh, drunk and dancing uh, in the basement and one of the seniors uh, took a picture of me. Uh, posted it on our Facebook page with uh, a picture of Scott Squibbles and the scene of him dancing in Monsters University and uh, Squibbles stuck. And so <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's, it's cooler than John. Um, <laughs> nobody likes going by their government names. So, uh, and then had, I didn't get into hockey until the, tw- uh, until 2020 uh, during the summer. And uh, okay. I actually joined a fantasy league, uh, took over. Um, it was a 32 team league and, took over the Ottawa Senators. So I had 95% Senators on there. So I had to learn who that roster was. And that's how I uh, became a fan of the Senators. Um, nice. But I absolutely love Brady to Chuck. And my build is same height, same weight, same uh, arch type. So just progressed a little differently than his. But that's uh, that's how Squibbles to Chuck was born. Sweet. I actually used to live in Ottawa uh, with uh, where Devin lives now too. Uh, watch a lot of uh, Ottawa hockey games. They're fun to go to, super cheap. So if you're ever up uh, north of the border, we shall uh, we should uh, hit up a, a, an Ottawa Senators game. Uh, Joey Rab and I are planning on going to a Blue Jackets uh, Ottawa game in April next year. So in in Ottawa um, or in Columbus? In Columbus. Um, okay. okay. Joe Joey Joey's talked a lot about um, Columbus having a really good home facility. So. Uh, an in-game atmosphere. So I, one, wanted to check that out, but two, be able to watch the Sins play. I've never watched a hockey game live before. So Sweet. I'll be doing that one later this month at a, uh, Indy fuel game and ECHL oh, nice. team. But, nice, nice. um, but yeah, the pro side, I'm excited for at least the Sins. Um, <laughs> Joey's a huge Blackhawks fan. So maybe when, uh, maybe at some point we'll get up there and watch a Blackhawks game as well. So. Sweet. Uh, so really quick, you, you talked about your player. Why don't you tell us a little bit of, like, what else do you do in the league? Because uh, I know I know personally what you do, but for the people who maybe don't, why don't you give a little summary of that as well? Yeah. Um, goodness. So first and foremost, uh, since the beginning, pretty much of the very first season, uh, I took over as the social media director. Uh, so I help run the goals official Twitter, goals minors Twitter, uh, and then – Personally, the Firebirds Twitter, Tokyo Tigers Twitter, and then Squibs uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, creating creating all those uh, fake emails was, <laughs> was the least fun part about that. So, um, so you know, the social media director uh, early on when we had the uh, true NHL teams, um, my job was a little bit more complicated as a, as I had to monitor, you know, not what just I was posting, but what anybody else was posting. Uh, to make sure that, you know, we didn't infringe on any pro rights and uh, possibly get in trouble there. So um, I'm also the technical head of the graphics and media department, um, but I just let the graphics team do do what they do. Uh, Grimms, uh, you, Chewy, and a couple other guys. Um, that's not my field of expertise, but it falls under the uh, category of social media. So uh, like I said, technical head, but don't do much there. Uh, and then I trust Heather. Uh, for the TikTok. Um, nice. Outside of that, I help with some of the stats, mostly Firebird stats, but occasionally uh, when I can, I try to help grab a couple others. Um, I'm also a streamer, uh, currently streaming the games right now. Nice. Um, and then sometimes I help with the back end stuff, uh, putting progressions in, such like that, um, as well as trying to help do lead content every once in a while when I can. So that's, yeah. uh, I'd say that's a very large. Uh, league side of things that I do for the goals. Yeah, definitely a, a nice long list and uh, a huge shout out. So later this week, 
uh, we'll be releasing the rosters again public to the Xbox. A big shout out to you that like audited pretty much like all the pro teams uh, this past weekend, pretty much yesterday. Uh, so yeah, big shout out to that. So everyone, once your rosters come out, you know why. And they're coming I just, out. I just hope that they're all accurate. <laughs> and where are they coming out on? Uh, Xbox One. Or oh, so not the X or S series. No, because it's not cross gen. I don't believe. But uh, starting next season. Next season on the X. Yep. Wow, so that's a lot of things you do for the league if you could have a title. It could be anything. It could be CEO, it could be, you know, head <laughs> of business development. Like, what title do you think is most fitting for you? And be you can be super humble here, or you can, like, just be like, this is the title that represents the contributions I want, that that I do and I want to do. Um, I mean, as... If you look at the uh, team staff or the team info page, um, I went a little bit more adventurous than just kind of like listing out, um, you know, what other teams do with just like owner, coach, such like that. So I try to have a little flair uh, for that kind of stuff. Um, so like for the Firebirds, I just put owner slash president. And then I have the senior vice president of hockey operations, senior vice president of scouting and the list goes on like that. Um, I imagine we'll talk about that at some point tonight. But uh, from a from a league side, uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with social media director. Um, and that encompasses, I would say, 85% of what I do um, from the bigger side. And then you know, just stats. It's never glamorous. Nobody there gets any glamour besides uh, JJ Mitchell's last season and uh, Shaboy Sean this season. So. Um, and streaming, uh, it's just shared between, you know, the five, six of us that do it. And there's no glory in it. Uh, we do it and have fun with it. Oh, I mean, a little glory for Krieg, but uh, <laughs> supposedly best commentator ever. Um, debatable. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with social media director. Um, I, I wear a lot of hats for the league, but do what I can to help it grow. Excellent. And, you know, um, you know, we have got, you know, a question for you, you know, speaking of growth. Um, you join Discord. Uh, our records indicate here on Rinkside that you joined Discord on February 19th, 2020. But you didn't join Goals until November 18th, 2021. The viewers want to know, what did you do in the interim? Were you a member of any other <laughs> leagues? And is Goals your favorite sim league? Uh, so Goals was my first sim league that I was in. Um I actually joined, I was one of the very early people into the server, um, probably like May 10th, May 13th range of 2021. Um, I had jumped in and out of the server a couple of times. Um, one, you know, just, you know, owner's chat messing around with, you know, maybe it was Trevor, maybe it was Matt or, you know, whoever it was just kind of, you know, joking and whatnot. Other times, you know, it was to test something. Um, you know, a couple of times I know I jumped out of the server to, you know, test the bot that tells us, you know, if somebody has left the server, mm -hmm. test the bot, you know, to see if they come back. And so I would say that November time was, you know, either the last time that I jumped out messing with somebody or jumped out for a bot test. And so, um, yeah, I was here since the very beginning, um, was the 13th overall pick in the very first draft, um, Prior to that, was in a lot of uh, fantasy leagues across all four major sports, uh, and really cut back onto that to just a couple of fantasy baseball leagues and uh, probably about seven fantasy hockey leagues. So hockey has uh, quickly rose in my uh, sports rankings. Um, didn't watch it at all, and then 2020, I joined the uh, fantasy hockey league, and from there it took off. Um, but I joined Discord probably. When, that time when I joined was probably for, you know, one of those fantasy sport leagues. Um, and so that, uh, I would say that's when I joined and then goals is my favorite sim league. I'm in two other ones. Um, Sable or Sable ran by uh, Sam Trunin um, or Sam Yeager in goals. Um, I'm the third baseman for the Rockhounds there and project X football, which uh, Ania Scola slash Evan started. Uh, with Sam Trunin as well uh, earlier this year. And I'm quarterback and assistant uh, general manager for the Steelers, which is Evan's team. So um, those are the three sim leagues I'm in. But yeah, goals is goals is my favorite. Um, 
not just have I put a lot of time and effort into the league, but um, I know I've enjoyed it more than I would say the other other two, but those other two were fairly new. So Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got a few different leagues, fantasy. Um, <coughs> speaking of uh, fantasy, I know this offseason, uh, one of Florence's fantasies was to be uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, you guys, uh, to a lot of people, uh, dominated free agency, picking up a goalie, picking up a sniper, picking up a couple defensemen. And I think everyone had you guys, uh, you know, in a playoff spot, possibly ahead of Dublin or Turku as well. And uh, right now we're, we're not there, but uh, we're close. So why don't you tell us about kind of that journey through the free agency uh, talk about where your team's at and if you guys think you'll still be able to, to hit that playoff uh, spot this season. Yeah. Um, back with free agency. Um, selling it to, you know, a guy like uh, Ibram Gaunt or uh, Ramzacek wasn't exactly the hardest thing to do. Both of them were uh, former players of mine. Gaunt traded earlier in season three, um, he was going to retire so traded him to vegas to have one last ride and ultimately uh he hung on um stayed in the league and when he said he was going to test free agency um i immediately reached out to him again and uh it was probably four seconds into our conversation he said yep i'll come back so uh that made me happy um you know Ramzacek had discussed with him at you know trade deadline. Uh, he had wanted to come back home a little bit. Uh, I had taken him in the expansion draft in season three. Um, he had bounced around a couple of times since his uh, get go. Uh, so took him, and then unfortunately he was just one of the better players that we had to expose in the season four expansion draft. And so uh, you know selling it to him, you know, wasn't the hardest thing, but trying to outsell Rome, uh, made it a little challenging. So, um, you know, did what I could, but having a leg up there helped, uh, with a guy like Bacigalupi and goal. Um, you know, I, when I lost, uh, Leon Hart at the very beginning of season four, um, you know, I was disappointed just because I had missed out on being able to draft, uh, a guy like Jan Lashik, who I knew was, would have been very high on my board, uh, come draft time. And so, uh, pick that I had traded down uh, with, shoot, who was it? Matt. Uh, so they could grab you on. Um, you know, when, when I lost Leon Hart, that, that burned a little bit. But at that point, I was like, all right, who's who's the upcoming free agent goalie? Saul so was young and loopy. And I said, all right, I, I know I'm going to be able to target one of them. Uh, I was a teammate with Loopy back in season one in Calgary. So, um, you know, being active as, as an owner is always going to go a long way uh, and just helping sell your team and your product. And so, um, you know, just having casual conversations in Twitch chat or uh, general chat, um, you know, help just kind of foster just that kind of respect between us is, like I said, already teammates that that part wasn't hard to sell. And then uh, when he said he was going to test free agency, I knew I had a long outside shop, but figured I'd still try it. Um, you know, last season we had felt like we, after Lee and Hart, just were, was pretty much a goalie away from making it into that last playoff spot, got into the final week and uh, was, you know, close to the end, but fell just short. Um, then, you know, Nordstrom was a, was a tough sell um, to get him to come over from Dublin, to come over from the winning ways there. Um, but, you know, we uh, thankfully, you know, Rose put him on the uh, trade block earlier in season four, had a chance to, <laughs> talk to him at least and kind of lay the foundation before, you know, I kind of jumped in uh, to free agency and really, really sold it to him on what he could do for Florence. And uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, his first all-star game. Uh, so immediately come over uh, getting top line minutes. Now I know that was, you know, something he was really kind of hoping for. And I, I really think he's starting to take off now uh, a little bit slow at the beginning for him of the season, but, uh, like the entire team starting off 0 and 7 is going to be a hard start to overcome. And, but I think, you know, we're getting there. It's not, it's not ideal um, to start 0 and 7 after having such high expectations and 
try to, you know, tell everybody, Hey, you know, we're going to bounce back. We're going to be all right. We're going to stay active. Um, we did just that, you know, a couple weeks ago, traded for Marcus Fury from Rome. Um, thought that he would, you know, provide a lot of, you know, solid depth for us while also you know, not sacrificing um, too much, uh, you know, losing a guy like Benji Idaho. Um, while he was a little lower talent on the ice um, compared to Fury, uh, just a key part of our locker room for the last few seasons. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I would say, you know, we're, we're still on the outside of the playoff spot, but, um, you know, we're, we're approaching fast. Uh, Albuquerque uh, had like a six, seven game losing streak uh, going into uh, the, going into week nine. So last week, uh, so that gave us a chance to start catching up and, uh, you know, I think strats and the lines are finally clicking all together. So, um, you know, a one loss against Jacksonville today where the stats were pretty much the same all the way through. Um, wasn't a win on the scoreboard, but felt like a personal victory being able to hold them just to one goal and uh, play competitive all the way to the end. So I, I, I still think that, you know, we'll, we'll push for them. I think that push is starting and time is winding down for it, but I still think that there's a good shot that we'll be able to snag that fourth playoff spot. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good analysis. Um, Potty, what do you got for, uh, for squibs? Squibs. So like, um, uh, you touched on this earlier and I thought it was kind of interesting, but I looked at like the number of staff roles amongst all teams and goals and the one with the highest amount, there was like eight staff members. And then you, um, was the Florence Firebirds. And I guess the question that I have prepared is, um, do you feel that that contributes to success on the ice due to support from such a large office or to a bureaucratic burden, which slows the organization from adapting to changes it requires to succeed? That is a hell of a worded question. Um, props to you on that. Um, I, I wouldn't say um, that, you know, a lot of, what is being input uh, all the time is uh, ice-related stuff. Uh, a lot of the time, it's um, personnel discussions. It's you know, do we look at this trade? Do we you know look at this player? Um, you know, there's quite a few times, or has been at least in the past, where um, some of my staff members said, "Just work your magic," and then we assign four free agents and free agency, and I just update them on you know what's kind of happening and keep them in the know. Um, there's a lot of times though that I'll come to them and I'll pitch them an idea and uh, they'll, they'll tell me that, you know, my head's in the clouds and I'm thinking a little too grand. So they'll help pull me back down to earth. So uh, I hold everybody's opinion equally there. Um, you know, whether that is line strats or, uh, you know, personnel decisions or, you know, really anything. Um, you know, I, I try to be a sponge as well as just try to teach them anything and everything I know. Um, I know I'm not the smartest guy in the league when it comes to comes to this stuff. So uh, I'm not not going to try to tell them that I am and hope that it all works out. But uh, I'm going to take the blame for the losses and I'm going to give the credit to the entire uh, group when we win. So, um, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, the alliteration line, as we kind of phrased it, uh, has worked out well for us um, that that came about with, you know, just a wide discussion. Um, so, you know, it, a lot of it's more of idea generation and uh, discussion like that rather than, you know, direct input. Um, and so I would say having all of those guys um, is just very helpful because, you know, I might get five guys who input uh, something just because, you know, the other two or three might be tied up doing something. So, um, you know, and I know that because all of us have worked together now for a while, we all trust each other. And, um, you know, if, if there's five people out of the eight of us that are all on the same page, um, you know, as long as we have a, a good reason for whatever the decision is, the other, I know the other three can get on board with it. So, yeah, um, definitely doesn't hamper us, but. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, you know, you could have five people there in the organization. If you could have five years ahead of where we are today, where do you see the goals league at that point? Um, I see us at least expanding to 20 pro teams in the near future. Um, 
not this off season, maybe not even next, but um, you know, once, once we have very strong ownership candidates, once we have the support staff, streamers, stats, rosters, um, once we get that kind of put into place, I easily see us going to 20 pro teams just because there's a lot of minor league players right now who are affiliates that are pushing for pro spots. And when only eight pro spots can open and, you know, some of these teams who have those openings are cap restrained. So they have to pass over, you know, guys who've already been in the league two, three years for, you know, a brand new player just because of cap. Um, that makes it hard to always try to tell, you know, a 70 overall sniper that, Hey, I, you're, you're worthy of this pro spot, but we have to take this uh, 58 overall because of cap. So uh, yeah, I, I see us expanding to 20 pro teams and I think of um, minor leagues expands to 10 at that point. And we kind of stay at this two team shared ownership uh, affiliate program. Um, and then instead of going to 20, you know, full teams, pros and minors uh, just the 2010 and then creating a couple of like junior league teams. Uh, so that way the new guys who create are able to play against each other and not, you know, be playing against a guy who's been in the minors for four seasons already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very realistic vision for sure. Very logical. It makes certain sense. And it lies on underlying like emotions that people feel from being a part of something, but so close to something it makes sense that like the lava is going to break through. It's going to split the plates into more plates and more teams. So I'm all for the fire breaking through the ocean floor and erupting in the magma that is goals. I'm in a pyroclastic flow. I want to shout out again, Squips, um, for coming aboard for this interview. Thank you so much. Um, it was great connecting with you. And wait, before we go, I've got a photo of a... There we go. There we go. We've got Potty, Rob, Squips, Bacon, all eaten at... The Big Bear Biscuits in Indianapolis. What a fun time that was. It was it was a great time. Hell of a breakfast, man. That was that was a lot of food. That was a lot of food. I ate that for dinner and I felt satisfied. <laughs> All right. Joey and I joked about it, mm-hmm. but yeah, we didn't eat another meal the rest of that day. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, take it easy, and uh, we we'll look forward to having you on the next time. Thanks, guys. All right, Thanks see so ya. much, Squibs. All right, we're back from our interview with Squibs. What a good time, and that was really great seeing the picture at the end. Uh, Chewy, what'd you, what'd you think of this episode tonight? Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, nice, nice to talk to Squibs. Nice that you got to meet up with him. Hopefully uh, we could set up some more goals, meetups, maybe do a live ringside show. That'd be pretty sweet. Ooh, yeah. Um, live ringside in person with some guests and, uh, you know, maybe some partying after. Yeah. But uh, we're not about. quite done yet because we got to talk about our top fives this week. Audie. Oh, yeah, you're completely right. That's right. So I guess we, uh, we're we not done with this episode yet. We've got our <laughs> top fives coming in over here so ooh, that's not right all right top fives coming in should we let me uh start this off because we're going to be talking about um fast food restaurants and um you know i've got like a clear number five coming in to our top fives if you're ready for me to stop start things off unless you've got a all righty here we come taco bell I love the density of this menu. It has so many different options and they each come with their own kind of like product categories of flavor. They're also super creative with their ideas on breakfast. I've never eaten breakfast there. I don't think I'll ever eat breakfast there, but the fact that they create breakfast there that is so unique, like a taco made out of, or like a, you know, a French toast, but it's a taco. And instead of there being lettuce in the middle, it's just meat, you know, like stuff like that, I think is like pretty outlandish and therefore delicious. So let's hear what your top five is. Interesting. Quick before we, man, I Uh love, I love Taco Bell first. And uh, we don't have breakfast at Taco Bell's here in Canada. So that, but that sounds super interesting. I'd love to try it. Um, One thing I read online, now, I never fact-checked this, so this could be completely wrong, but I've heard that Taco Bell nets the lowest calories, like 
it's one of the lowest calorie fast food places to go. Now, I don't know if that includes the aftermath of uh, the Taco Bell in, in the <laughs> calorie conversation. But um, yeah, if you want to be healthy, apparently Taco Bell may be healthier than other places. There's I, no there's yeah. no validation behind that, though. Yeah, they could just... To me, it's like, I don't know if I believe that. I feel like Subway would be a little bit more of like the healthiest, you know, fast food actually, options. The Subway buns are actually very high in sugar and calories. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. why they taste so good. Yeah. Well, speaking of good, let's go to my number five. And uh, we're going to go with Thai Express. Hmm. Uh, it's a nice fast food Thai place uh, in university pad thais, the spicy beef, spicy chickens, spring rolls. Um, I, I personally love Thai food, been to Thailand, uh, had Thai food straight in Thailand. And, you know, I'm not saying it's the same, but when I eat at Thai Express, like I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out on the experience because their food is quite good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> and how do you, you spell that T-H- a I or is it yeah. T H A? Because yeah, there's two dots, right? Yeah, I don't know uh, why they have the two dots. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's just like a the design thing. Okay. But, yeah, it's like it just got short two... for Thailand. Thai. Kind of looks like a foot, or like a so two sets of eyes and a little nose. Uh, but yeah, no, that sounds really delicious, um, and it's good to hear. You know, I didn't know you went to Thailand. And I didn't know that uh, you, you have like an expertise, well, you know, like a certain understanding of like what good food, Thai food tastes like. So it's good to hear your, yeah. val your validation I, of this. Yeah, I feel like I've seen, we see a lot of Panda Express on people's lists. I feel like if there was a Panda Express close by, I feel like I'd eat there a lot because that place sounds also like really good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Maybe it, it could be good to hear your opinion of it compared to Thai Express. Um, all right, coming in at number four, we've got Culver's. I don't know if they got these, you know, up in Canada, but these, um, they don't even like necessarily have these in all the states in the United States. These are kind of more of like a Midwestern Wisconsin, huh. um, you know, like Michigan. Um, they've got like butter burgers, um, frozen custard is known here. They've got like, a uh, Mr. Happy or Mr. I don't know, Mr. Something meal, but it comes with like a, it's called a Mr. Scoopy meal and Scoopy. Mr. Scoopy. Yeah. Scoopy is the mascot and he's like a scoop of ice cream in a cone. <laughs> and uh, okay. you get like a scoop of Culver's, you get to choose it. It's like a really good value meal. You know, as an adult, you could eat one and be like, okay, that felt like pretty good. I could eat another one probably, but you know, I could also not do that and I'd be okay with just eating one. Um, so nice. yeah, we don't have that here. That might have to be part of the uh, rinkside tour. When I come down, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to try that. Absolutely. Add it to the, the old list. So coming in with your number four, that number four, Quesada, this one, uh, I mean, I think, so like when I was like picking my list, I like went through our skip the dishes app to like see where we ordered from. I think like every second order came from Quesada. Uh, they have really good burritos and tacos. Uh, it, it is a chain restaurant. So, um, you know, it's it's not like the greatest quality food, but like it's always just so consistent. Like you're always getting a good burrito or a good bowl or good tacos from here. Um yeah, this is I think like one of the only places we get our our uh, burrito late night burritos from. Do, do you have a Qdoba in Canada? Qdoba, no, that doesn't sound familiar. I I wonder if this quesada is Qdoba. Interesting. I'm looking at the the logo. Like the logo is definitely different. Um, no, it looks like Qdoba's in Canada, so I think it's a different place. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. Is that good? Is it good though? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's all right. It's like um, you've heard of Chipotle. Yep, yep, yep. We got that. It's like it's like different than Chipotle. Chipotle's more of, I don't know. We have like deeper op options. I don't know. Yeah. All right. We have Chipotle. Chipotle's great. It's just the only ones like two, like an hour and a half from me. So it's. Oh. I don't know. 
don't really eat it. <laughs> it's a while. All right, coming in with number three. Oh, Wendy's. Uh, look at it. There's a lot going on. Um, they've updated their logo. Um, they've also made their, their uh, what are they called? They're not smoothies. Oh, the Frosties. Frosties, yeah. Have you ever... Oh, yeah. Those are ever, so good. Have you ever ordered a small Frosty from them in the past year? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah? Oh, well, have, did you, was it this big? Um, yeah, pretty, uh, no, I don't know. Like it was, it's a, like a small cup. I'm I don't know. I'm it, it's, it's not like tiny. Like it's, it there, I know they have like a snack size here, um, which is like really tiny, but their small is like still pretty decently sized. The thing, so the thing with Wendy's, especially in Canada, their sizes are like bigger than like other restaurant sizes. Like a medium at Wendy's is a large at McDonald's in Canada. So, like, their small is pretty decent size <coughs> for us here. Okay. Well, in America, you know, at least in the Midwest, this terrible tradition has begun where they are now offering small um, frosties. They're this big. They're, like, two inches tall. They can't be more than six ounces, you know. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's that sounds smaller than what they are here. And I ordered one, and you know, and it's like, wow, you know, they've like shrunk, they sell like cans of Coke that are 12 ounces, and then they sell like the little ones that are like eight ounces. But like, right. you, you know what you're getting there because there's something to compare it to. But on the menu at Wendy's, you can't get anyways. So that's my gripe about them. Other than that, I really like the Baconator. I like um, the uh, yeah, I think the Baconator is like probably my favorite thing that they've got. Uh, and uh, the fries are good as well. And they've got, they're, they're good with the spicy nuggets over there yep. as well. Yep. So I'll give them to Wendy's. All right. Number three. Sweet. All right. Philly, Philly listeners, close your eyes because we got my favorite number three. Filthy Philly's Cheese Steak and Patinery. So they're uh, a small chain <coughs> like franchise close to like Ontario. I don't even know if they're outside of Ontario. Like they're expanding kind of like where I am. So there's a few in the area. They've like their their steaks are like like I think a little over 12 inches, but they're like packed. It's mm. like when you eat it, you, there's no chance you're eating it like in a car or like at your desk in the office. Like you need like a full like table, like you need a table. And then you need like 30 napkins. Like don't, you're not pulling out your phone when you're eating. You're not doing anything. <laughs> you're eating this Philly cheesesteak sandwich. And, and then you're like taking a shower after. Like it's, it's so good. Um, I will say every time I eat it, I feel like I need to go to sleep. So I also can't eat it like during a work day or else by like 2 p.m. I'm like done for the day. Oh yeah. Uh, might, be, might be all the steak that's in it. It's just like putting me to sleep. But yeah, this place is so good. Um, we order here every once in a while. I get the big Texan has Philly cheesesteak, uh, pulled pork, fried onions, and then obviously all the rest of the toppings. So yeah, wow. that's my number three. Just like in Texas itself, I, you know, I was there in Austin. They served them just like you were describing. Uh, but I've never actually had a sandwich that big, but it sounds delicious. And it made me think like in the Renaissance age, you know, I think that I would have thrived on the fast food there because it would have been like <laughs> big, like drumsticks of turkey would be like what yeah. you, there'd be like the McDonald's. It'd be like your Whopper. And I, I love oh, yeah. those. So, you know, uh, I love your description of the cheesesteak. We'll definitely need to bookmark that one and uh, see uh, what they can do. All right. Uh, let's see. Number two, we've got White Castle. Ooh. I like White Castle. I also associate White Castle with gambling because the few times that I've gone to the casino with my brother and it's been low stakes. I'm talking like a few hundred dollars, you know, nothing like crazy. And, you know, right. pl played blackjack and I, you know, I lost. Um, this was before <laughs> I went to Vegas and I was smart about it. You know, this was like in my childish, you know, 21 plus days. So anyways, we would always on the way back, you know, we would lose and then we'd get White Castle. So we'd eat... Um, 
you know, they've got these little tiny sandwiches. They're so good. Um, you get them, they've got like onions, sometimes pickle. You can get them with like, a, you know, uh, they're like real small. Um, so they'd probably pair well with one of those little Wendy smoothies. Um, but they, uh, you know, they are also one of the few places that sometimes serves vanilla Coke, which is my favorite type of Coke oh. is the vanilla Coke. Um, so nice. I really like White Castle um, as like a number two. Nice. I've never been to White Castle. I associate it with Harold and Kumar. Uh-huh. Uh, go to White Castle. That's nice. about all the information I have on it. It's all you, all you need to know. All right. All right. Number two. So my number two, probably the best place to get a chicken sandwich, Popeye's. I think, uh, I mean, I'll just keep it short and sweet, like their sweet heat sauce. Uh, the best spicy chicken sandwich from any place. Uh, their fries are awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, their shrimp, you know, Popeye's has it all. Um, I'd say Chick-fil-A is probably like a close number two for me for like chicken sandwiches. But mm-hmm. like my past few experiences there like haven't been great. I don't know. The sandwiches are starting to feel just like really like soggy all the time, which is weird because there's no sauce, which I also don't like. You have to put your own sauce. But Popeye's, the best chicken that you can get. Best chicken, also best jingle, you know, love that chicken from Popeye's. You know, uh, I think that's one's like so fire. Um, I wonder, like, do you think it sounds the same in like French or like, do you think that they change it? Where it, in, in Canada, there's like province that speaks like French, right? Like Quebec? Quebec, yeah. Quebec. Maybe we should, is there anybody in the league from there that can verify this? I think, uh, I think Alu is i know he posts like half his progressions in french so i feel like he's he's from quebec uh and i think there's some people that live like in ottawa or close to quebec where like there's still a lot of french speaking Mm. uh because yeah there's still a lot of like secondary language french people all across the rest of canada so yeah we'll have to find some uh some french popeyes commercials verify this all right Diving in for number one. Ooh, Burger King. My uh, favorite. And let me tell you straight up why Burger King is my favorite. And it's not because of their burgers. They're, I don't think they're the king of the burger. They have some good burgers there. But, you know, they're not the king. What they have is this thing I put in the bottom right because I decided I didn't want to make or cover the entire screen. They have the frozen Coke. Let me tell you, frozen Coke is my all-time absolute favorite fast food item of any category doesn't matter frozen coke versus pizza frozen coke versus hot dog frozen coke versus candy or ice cream frozen coke always wins i love frozen coke i love slurpees i go to 7-eleven i get (laughs) slurpees you know um i've gotten you blue raspberry pina colada um i've gotten the plain coca-cola let me tell you though uh slurpees are like really really good but frozen coke has the best consistency it's kind of like sucking on a cloud it's really super tasty and the consistency of flavor to ice is always maintained throughout the duration of your beverage experience you don't have to worry about getting down to the bottom of it and it just tastes and all like you're just you know sucking on uh ice you know at the end of the day you uh you know so basically let me tell you, that's why it's so good. So Burger King, and they also have the chicken fries, which I believe is one of the most creative inventions of the chicken, you know, chicken animal. Uh, that's like clearly, you know, not like an, a limb. There's no fry. That, <laughs> so how is it How is it created? I don't know. But they have one, one of the other things I really, really love is like dipping sauce. So dipping sauce is like, because yeah, yeah. to me, it's, I go to the level of I have a sauce that I basically dip the chicken fry into to cover it. And then I dip it into another sauce to have a different flavor. So I'll usually dip it into ranch to give it coating. And then I dip that into buffalo. Or sometimes I might dip it into, um, you know, barbecue for like a little tang. Or you can get the different ones. The, you know, Chick-fil-A has the Polynesian or Polynesian sauce that I think is really good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. So, yeah, um, I think the king with the frozen Coke, if the king did, let me tell you, one of the really like upsetting things in my life that I have to live with is I go to Burger Kings 
and I ask, can I have a frozen Coke? And they tell me the machine's broken. And that like ruins my entire experience. I still get the chicken fries, but I yeah, always sure. like, I sometimes have to get the cherry flavor, you know? And yeah. it, it's like a six out of 10 versus a 10 out of 10. Sweet. I don't think, fro they don't have frozen Coke in, in uh, Burger King here. Uh, if you missed it, Potty said it's like sucking off a cloud. Um, and <laughs> yeah, Burger, Burger King is quite good. I love their um, milkshakes. I think that's like top tier. Burger King has one of the best milkshakes. Yeah. All righty. So next up, got your and number one. My number one, the McDonald's, or as my high school self called it, uh, McDick's or uh, Rotten Ronnie's or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, I actually struggled with this one. I didn't want to put McDonald's at the top because I feel like that's such like a cliche answer. Um, but like they just have everything. Like if you want a chicken sandwich, you got the junior chicken or now they have like the McCrispy. If you want a burger, they got the quarter pounder or Big Mac. They got donuts now. They got, they got coffee. They got iced coffees. <clears throat> they got the fish filet who if you eat that, why do you eat that? Uh, their chicken nuggets are top tier. They have a new <clears throat> spicy habanero sauce for their chicken nuggets. That is like the sauce to get. I mix that with the, the sweet and sour. So it's just, it's tough to beat McDonald's. Their fries are also probably one of the best fries out there. Um, yeah. So McDonald's had to go number one for me. Yeah. You know, the golden arches are what they are. Um, you know, McDonald's used to be the most dominant, um, like highest grossing fast food chain. Do you want to guess who the number one fast food chain is now? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with, oh man, hold on. Give me one sec. I'm going to say Wendy's. Okay. Wendy's. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it is. But I know, oh. <laughs> I no. But hold on, no, I have it pulled up here, so I'm going to show it in oh, a second. Oh, okay. Um, I I know that I think Subway is number two, but Subway used to be number one. Oh, um, right, right. Oh, I actually, I will let the viewers see it because now I just remembered what it is. <laughs> but it is actually Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, with four hundred and fifty forty-five. It looks. It's got to be yeah, forty-five billion dollars. Yeah, um, that yeah that makes sense. I mean, when you're selling coffees at ten bucks a piece, it's hard to uh, it's hard to you got to sell like four cheeseburgers just to yeah. match one coffee. But you know, it looks like I was wrong. It says um, Subway's not number two; they're uh, number five. McDonald's is number two, so McDonald's yeah, is still giving yeah. a run for their their nummy. And then there's this one at the bottom. I delau, I I delau, I delau. I don't know. Um, if anybody knows what that is, put it in a comment. Let us know. Do you shop there? Um, oh, that looks like it's in China. Um, do we have any goals? I think that's, yeah, I think that's in the Philippines or like out in Asia. Uh, yeah. Or may, no, maybe it is China. I think you're right. Because it has this, this flag for the, China. Yeah, do we have anybody there. in China that's in goals? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think so. But uh, interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. One of the, like, biggest countries in the world uh, would be up there just <laughs> just yeah. from their country right yeah. but uh yeah kfc is a little sh shocking to me i think this this is worldwide obviously because there's a, like a chinese uh chain but i'm surprised with domino's to be honest because personally i think domino's has has one of the worst pizzas um i, I, I think they're top I, yeah, go on are you gonna right. defend them yes so let me tell you out of <laughs> I, out of, you know, transparency here, I did live within, you know, a three minute walk of a Domino's and okay. this was for two years and, uh, and I was living with like my, like old, like best friend from high school. So we had a good time, like, you know, late nights and so lots of pizza. So I came to understand the Domino's pizza menu, what I would order from them is I would get the homemade pan pizza, which is different than the okay. just you got to pay a little bit extra, and then I would get that with um 
pineapple and bacon. Um, sometimes if I was really like filthy, filthy wealthy, I would pay like the extra dollar ninety nine and get like ham and bacon on top of it as well. Oh my um, gosh! But it's the homemade pan. It's like a sweet crust. It's so delicious. I really recommend you try it out before you you know give the shun on Domino's and it was like a five 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 deal, which is usually like three for five ninety nine. But now it works with like just two items. So you know, for um, you know twelve bucks, you get a pizza and some buffalo wings that aren't half bad. They're not the best wings in the world, but they're still pretty right. good. And so you're walking out of there paying you know thirteen fifty eight with tax. You know, for a meal, I think is a pretty good deal. Yeah, you know what? Okay. When I was in university, I'd say, yes, we ordered Domino's a ton and it wasn't bad. And we had the similar deal. I think it was like $7.99. You get like a, a medium pizza and then $7.99, you get like wings or like pasta or something. So yeah, similar deal. Um, but over time, I think now this is a conspiracy, but I think they've like lowered their quality of like toppings because their toppings now I find are like pretty garbage. Mm. Um, and you know what? Now that I'm not in university, <coughs> I'm kind of like a food snob. So like, I only get like good pizza <laughs> and I just can't, like, I don't like, I will go, like, if I'm with people, I will go out of my way to make sure we don't order Domino's now. Now I may have to try your home style, uh, you know, pizza pie, but uh, for now I'm going to have to say Domino's is um, I'm a worse than pizza pizza. Oh, worse than pizza pizza. All right. Uh, Little Caesars? I guess so. Um, all right. Well, cool. So that was our top five. We've had our interview with Squibs. Um, so wishing everyone watching a peaceful and pleasant evening ahead of you. And I hope you check out our podcast as well. There'll be the links um, down there be able to get them and if you're listening to the podcast hey thank you so much you're one of the first um so you're blazing you know trails uh, ahead of other people so appreciate that all right chewy let's uh send them out <laughs>